The Chosen Families Project, where everybody is welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Chosen Families Project. My name is Julian Ribello, and today's episode is called Air Force Veteran, Eugene David Converse's Story. So, this photograph I recovered from a photograph lot of eBay, and this photograph especially drew me to buying the photograph lot itself in the first place. And this was because it was of a handsome gentleman in a military uniform, but it wasn't just that. Attached to the frame in tape to the left-hand side, so it's like a paper frame, had a childhood picture of him attached to it. And this gave me not one, but two photographs of the same person to compare to other relatives when I go look in trees and do research. So I thought this would be a pretty interesting case. Now, I ran into a snag when I was considering buying this lot in the first place. And this is because when you look at the back of the photograph in the frame initially, there's no writing on it or anything. However, but then what I decided to do was take a gamble. I figured... You know, if I cut my losses, I'll be able to try at least something and make for a cool story. But when I opened up the photograph frame, I found out that I hit the jackpot because it had his full name and his Air Force enlistment date. So it was like perfect. So um, the back of the photograph reads exactly Eugene Converse went in the Air Force in, a- in 1952, April 19th. Now, my goal was to identify who Eugene exactly was. You know, about his military career and who his relatives were. And luckily, when I was looking through other trees, I found another photograph to compare to. And it had even more photographs of Eugene's that I was able to find similarities to. So now I tell you Eugene's story. Eugene David Converse was born the 26th of November, 1932, in Dearborn, Michigan, to parents Eugene David Converse Sr. and Ella Leona Titsworth. His father, Eugene, was born on the 10th of May, 1876, in Bridgewater, Michigan. His wife, Ella, was born in New York in April, 1887. The couple married in Britain, Michigan, on the 19th of April, 1904. The family had a total of 14 children, with Eugene Jr. being the baby of the family. His father was listed as a farm laborer, according to census records. During his childhood, when he was growing up, tragedy soon struck. Because, you know, they had 14 kids and they were married so early and had Eugene so late. Unfortunately, Eugene was on the, Eugene Sr. was on the older side. So his father died at the age of 58 in Detroit, Michigan, from acute lobar pneumonia, according to his death certificate records, on March 26, 1934. And then his mother would soon remarry soon afterwards uh, to a man named Edward Little on the February 15th, 1936. However, unfortunately, this mar- relationship did not last for too long. And I often, you know, you get marriage records, but a lot of places, unless specific, I've never really seen formal divorce records, you know, and that's where I have to search newspaper indexes or think newspaper articles or things like that and even then sometimes I really don't know the full extent of a couple separation because I've seen in instances where they didn't use the letter divorced or d they'll put widowed but the other 
individual is still alive and just with a different person. So it really depends on the locale. But in this case, in Michigan, and I don't know if it's Michigan or just Detroit, they had specific divorce records dating from the 9th of August, 1937. This amazing collection. Just a, you know, a unique collection to a certain area that I thought, you know, provided really useful information. And it noted for reasons of extreme and repeated cruelty for that time period was why they actually separated in the first place. So in 1951, Eugene uh, D. Converse graduated from Adrian High School in Adrian, Michigan. The quote of his yearbook writes, a man of muscles with the nickname Tarzan. He, and this is from uh, his yearbook, but it didn't, you know, with certain, you know, when you're in yearbooks, especially from the 50s, a lot of the times it lists organizations and stuff that they were part of, but it doesn't list anything next to his name. It just has his name and a quote. So then, as part of his timeline, as we know already, he enlisted in the Air Force, according to the photograph, on April 19th, 1952. And then, on April 4th, 1954... According to the Austin American, Eugene Converse would marry Patsy Marie Croft. And what I love from, especially from the 50s and the 60s, they often list these really detailed wedding articles uh, about these couples. So I'm going to tell you about this article now. Patsy Marie Croft, Eugene Converse, take nuptial vows. Miss pa- Patsy Marie Croft, daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Earl Thomas Croft, n- 914 Blanco Street, became the bride of Eugene David Converse on Sunday at the home of the bride's parents. The bride attended Coleman and Austin High Schools. The bridegroom, son of Miss Ella Converse of Adrian, Michigan, is a graduate of Adrian High School and is now stationed at Bergstrom Air Force Base, where he holds the rank of Airman Second Class. The Reverend Lester Prost of West Austin Baptist Church was officiating minister. The double ring informal ceremony was read before the mantle where rosebuds formed a floral decoration. For her wedding, the bride chose a navy suit and white accessories. Her headdress was white with blossoms intersped on the misted veil. Her flowers were white carnations. Matron of honor was Miss Charles R. Davis of Odessa, sister-in-law of the bride. She wore two, a two, white two-piece dress with navy accessories and carnations. Best man was Doral Croft, brother of the bride. For the reception, after the ceremony, bouquets of roses formed a centerpiece of, of la- on a lace-covered tablecloth. The bride's cake was two-tiered and topped with a miniature bride and groom. Miss R. R. Knowles, aunt of the bride, assisted with the serving. For her daughter's wedding, Miss Croft wore a beige dress with the brown accessories and a coronation corsage. The couple is now residing at 914.5 Blanco Street. Out-of-town guests here for the wedding were Mr. and Mrs. T.R. Knowles, Mrs. Buddy, Billy Hubbard, and Billy Jean, all of Coleman, and Miss Charles Davis, Ricky, and Charles of Odessa. And this is, again, from the Austin American, dated April 8th, 1954, page 7. And, you know, the couple would live and Eugene would work in Texas. And I found a October 20th, 1967 article where he was working for E&I Printing Co., and it features his signature amongst 20 other employee signatures. 
and the couple also filed a suit for damages in March of 1961. And it's really cool that it has his signature listed, and it's his signature listed about with about 25 other men and women, which I thought was really cool. And it's this full page, which you can, which you can see on the blog post. It's just another cool snippet of mid-century, mid-20th uh, century, you know, Americana, where it, at the time capitalism and these businesses were, you know, it's just very interesting to see, especially how people marketed business back then. Like, hey, you know, thank you for the business you're providing to our company that we work at. And the damage suit article, it reads, two damage suits filed Saturday. Two damage suits were filed Saturday in the 161st District Court. A $68,000 suit was lodged by T.C. Jamar, Odessa, against First Inc., Jamar is asking damages for injuries suffered by his wife in a fall at Fur's supermarket on October 4th, 1960. And for Eugene's case, the judgment that he's asking for is a $10,000 judgment was asked by Eugene Converse in a suit filed against Art Artie Whitston, distributor for the Pepsi Color Bottling Co. Converse alleges that his wife discovered a metallic object in a bottle of the, sort of the soft drink, which is... Kind of funny because I used to collect bottles and, you know, mistakes happen all the time in terms of processing and things like that. I actually saw this random Facebook post recently where someone posted about finding, you know, like a metallic object or things in the food and people can sue for that. So I actually want to tell about a little history on the Bergstrom Air Force Base where he served because I feel like you know, especially during the Cold War era when he did serve during the 50s, I feel like this is a, you know, it's kind of interesting to see what kind of service he possibly did. And what I also noticed genealogically wise was that I couldn't, you know, these records from the 50s and air for, you know, military records from this time period, to me personally, I don't know if it was just me not looking in the right collection area, but I was having a little bit of trouble with it. But anyhow, Bergstrom Air Force Base was a military air force base built in on it was originally activated on 19th of september 1942 and it was actually called the devel army air force base where the united states army leased 3,000 acres from the city of austin and acquired the land through a grant and the name of the base was formally changed to the bergstrom air air army airfield on the 3rd of March, 1943, in honor of Austinite Captain John August Earl Bergstrom, who was killed at Clarkville, Philippines during one of the early Japanese bombings at the start of the war. Bergstrom was a member of the 19th Bombardment Group, and the base was renamed to Bergstrom Field on the 11th of November, 1943, at the suggestion of the congressman at the time, Lyndon B. Johnson. And it formally became Bergstrom Air Force Base in December of 1948, coinciding with the creation of the Air Force as a separate service. And initially, Bergstrom was home of troop carrier units, which some of which participated in the Berlin Airlift. The base was transferred to the Strategic Air Command, or the SAC, in 1949, followed by the arrival of the 27th Fighter Wing on March 1st of that year. The 12th Fighter escort wing arrived at the base in December of 1950. 
So, you know, given, and then on July 1st, 1957, the base was transferred from SAC to Tactical Air Command. So it's kind of interesting to see what he possibly uh, was working towards. And um, other articles, so I'm reading from a couple different sources. One is Military Wiki and one is uh, Wikipedia. And the base, uh, it would be a major base for the U.S. Air Force's RFC uh, Force Reconnaissance Fighter Flight feet. At the t- and at the time of its closure, it was assigned to the Air Combat Command, or the ACC. And it's said to have closed around, let me see, it's said to have closed around 1993. So in the late 90s, it had shut down as a formalized military Air Force base. I also see mentions of people. Uh, it was used as a like a strategic air command. They also had potential to serve in Korea too. So you know, it's just a little provide a little background on the possibility and to the extent of what he did in 1993. The base was closed and it began base realignment and closure processes. And then the city of Austin saw this as a solution to its major dilemma of how and where to replace the municipal airport. And after years of complaints from local residents about noise pollution from low-flying aircraft, the city of Austin decided to construct a new airport. And as city officials continued their search for a new site for the airport, Bergstrom Air Force Base, located inside the Austin city limits, was placed on the 1991 base realignment and closure list. The, The city quickly realized that it was the ideal location for Austin's new airport, and Bergstrom Air Force Base was placed in a very strict restoration schedule in order to open the airport within the time frame required by the city. And the Austin Bergstrom Air International Airport project is the largest construction project in Texas in 20 years. Cogra operations began at the airport in 1997 and have expanded to include two additional carriers, two dual Dual runways allow for simultaneous takeoffs and landings. The old Bergstrom Runway D, at 12,050 feet long, is named as the Lyndon B. Johnson Memorial Runway. Johnson landed on this runway when he visited his home in Texas and considered Bergstrom his home base. The second and shorter 9,000 feet runway is dedicated to former U.S. Representative from Texas, J.J. Jake Pickle. Pickle insisted that the new airport have two runways running separate and parallel. The new terminal building memorializes former United States representative from Texas, Barbara, Texas from Texas, Barbara Jordan. Anticipated growth in the local area promoted, prompted the city to expand the number of terminal gates to 25, with this capacity to expand to 55. Austin expects to have 16,000 new jobs associated with the airport by 2012, and more than 725,000 square feet of new development drawn in the surrounding areas. And I did this little bit of history too because um at the time eugene was still alive and would have seen this expansion of his old air force base being converted into an airport and currently the airport has now expanded and it functions today in the austin area Back to Eugene's story, and this last little bit of information I'm going to tell is about Eugene's passing in his obituary, and Eugene would pass away on February 20th, 2014 at the age of 81, and his obituary reads, 
and this was one of the first things that I saw, and it also includes a photograph of him. It says, and I, he also went by the name Gene, so he went by a nickname according to his obituary. Gene David Converse, 81, of Round Rock, passed away on February 20th, 2014. Gene was born in Dearborn, Michigan on November 26, 1932, to the late Eugene and Ella Converse. Gene is survived by his loving wife for almost 60 years, Pat Converse, daughter Debbie Sanders and her husband Warren, grandchildren Robert Bigham and her husband Slade, Chad Sanders and his wife Sarah, great-grandchildren Kylie, Tristan, Anastasia, Catherine, Chase, and beloved nephew Charles Wayne Davis and his wife Chris. Gene proudly served his country in the Air Force for four years. And for reference, he enlisted, according to the photograph, on April 19th, 1952. So he would have served f uh, within the Air Force at Bergstrom Air Force Base from 1952 up until 1956. And in between that, he had met Patsy and had gotten married to her. The article also writes, he then went on to retire from the Texas Rehab Commission and visitation will be held in Beck Funeral Home in Austin, Texas on Saturday, February 22nd, 2014 from 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Grade 5 services will be held in Austin Memorial Park Cemetery on Saturday, February 22nd, 2014 at 11 a.m. And arrangements are under the care of Beck Funeral Home. I am currently looking for any close relatives of Eugene's considering that he has a lot of close families uh, still alive according to his obituary and due to his recent passing within less than the past 10 years or so and if you are related to the family or eugene please reach out to me at the chosen families project at gmail.com and i am so honored to tell the story of uh, amazing air force veteran who had to deal with some hardships earlier on in his life but was able to have an amazing family and be surrounded by a ton of loved ones. And remember to take care and remember how loved you are and you are always welcome here. Bye now.